0: Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have...
1: Bizdira. Kit. Briette.
0: And Flick. Last week, the party decided that they would indeed take the Shimmer Scale with them when they left the Cobalt Tunnels. They managed to convince the majority of the rest of the Council of Twelve, but during the night, Varn decided that he could not allow them to take the symbol of the tribe away he organized a group of combat-trained kobolds and was preparing to stop our adventurers by force when Aryx, torn between his husband and his friends, warned the group of what was going on and helped them to begin to escape the tunnels. After picking up dranks on their way, the party ran into the chuckling kobold and things got... weird. Will the party make it out of the tunnels without having to engage Varn's kobolds in combat? And what the fresh hell is going on with chuckles? Let's find. I refuse to call him Larry, by the way. Let's find out. <laughs> hey y'all. Hello.
2: Let's Hi. get a move on. Thanks. I think Larry is a perfectly acceptable name. I,
0: I'm. It very well may be, but you don't know if that's his name or not. So I refuse to, uh, to encourage you all.
3: Let's find out. <laughs> uh,
0: Bria is is very eager to uh, to find out. So I think I'm going to stall some more, right,
3: mm-hmm. listeners? Let's.
0: Let's tell a story. No, all right. Uh, So you have entered this chamber. Ooh, the glares. You've entered this chamber. Uh, If you remember, Chuckles is sort of sitting on the floor, or was sitting on the floor with his back to you all, facing the back wall of the cavern. And in the wall is this sort of hole that is black as pitch and sort of seems to go on quite a ways into uh, nothing. And as you came in... I don't remember what. What did you all ask him?
3: We didn't ask him anything. Uh, we didn't he have turned a chance to
2: ask anything.
0: Oh, that's right. Her, that's right. And you stopped the
2: episode. You just that's, stopped
0: I, it. I just stopped it. You he turned. That's right. It. He turned. He, tur- well, he turned around and he said, "They have been watching." And then I stopped it. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. All right. That's so that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. What happened. They- <laughs> 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 Perfect. All right. Well, so then they have been watching. What do you? What do y'all do? So it's the four of you and
2: Dranks uh, and Arx. Uh, I'm gonna look to Aryx and see what his reaction is. I think.
3: Yeah, especially because yeah. he brought us here.
2: He did. He did. He did decide that
0: uh, help you guys decide that you could take a detour to find, uh, Chuckles. Uh, he seems super confused, but he's also like he's got a lot going on. Poor Arx. Just like had to choose between you all and his husband. He's, yeah. he's, he's, there's a lot going on.
1: What's kind of fucked up. So,
0: yeah. I mean, I suppose you could frame it as like between the betterment of the tribe in his eyes and his husband, which doesn't make it a ton better, but. Mm,
3: nah. And also, like, he only has his husband because of us, so like,
0: you're welcome. <laughs> oh, all right. Yenta. Um, yes, <laughs> I would like,
4: I would like to approach Chuckles and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Great,
0: so Bizdira, you you start to step towards him, and he sort of holds his hands up and goes, you shall not approach them.
1: I hate him so much. Oh, Kit's going to whip her quarterstaff out super fast. She's not having this.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah,
3: weapons are drawn at this point. Yeah, agreed. And I'm going to push Aurex behind me.
0: Okay, so weapons are drawn. Aurex has been pushed behind. Bizdira has started to approach. Yeah. And he sort of sees... All of your weapons drawn, and he says, My, my, such high tensions. But they already knew that. I. I, Who's they? He just sort of smiles.
3: I want to push him into the void.
0: (laughs) Are you. You want to? Are you going to?
3: No, because then I'm going to fall in the void, and then. I'll I'll try to grab you. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to tie some ropes around ourselves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ropes. If you're playing along with that particular drinking game at home, have a sip. (laughs) Does the he says uh, he says they mean you no harm?
3: Mm -hmm. Okay, start talking. (laughs) What? Start talking now.
0: He says, "What would you like them to speak about?"
3: Them? Who are Gollum? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so stressed out right now.
2: (laughs) Does the does the black hole void look clearly? It's magical. Yes.
0: It is, yeah, it's pretty clearly magical, and it's not like, you can see that it's sort of a, a tunnel into the rock. It just goes so deeply that you sort of lose, you can't really see anything past a couple of feet, because there's just no light in there.
2: Have we ever seen anything like this before?
0: Mm, I mean, probably not. You can make me an arcana check, but the DC's going to be pretty high, because I kind of doubt it.
3: Everyone, or just me? we will try it?
0: it? I don't um, know Anyone who has magic can try it.
3: Okay. I have magic now.
0: You do. Does my... So, Flick, that's a no. Okay, how about that?
4: Does my Radiant mm. Sunbolt count as me having magic?
0: (laughs) No. Uh, Bria, you... I mean, you're definitely sure that it is some sort of magical... Like, the hole in the wall is very clearly not natural, nor has it been carved by, like, hands, by manual labor, but beyond that, you don't know. Go ahead. Would you
4: call it supernatural?
0: Ah! Okay, so, so far we have a fantasy movie... A sci fi fantasy paranormal TV show and a musical reference in this episode. Guys, we are on point today. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: really well done, everyone. Kit, what was your arcana roll?
1: Uh, it was only a 14.
0: Okay, no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can, again, also, I definitely identify it as magical, but beyond that, no, you're not really sure what it is. Um, he says, They are the ones below.
1: Oh, no. That makes them even scarier. So, are these your folks, Blick? Do we think that's who it is? Do we think that it's your family that's been spying on us?
2: I think it's safe to assume. Right. But then again, you know what happens when you assume, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you get Get it wrong. No, that's not the thing. I'll let you figure that out. (laughs) But I think I think I can assume that. But I don't know. Um,
3: I'm picturing like like giant worm creatures. With really sharp, pointy teeth. It's tremors. Yeah, that's what. Oh yes,
0: graboids.
3: And okay, explain. What do these people things look like, Mister Sir?
0: (laughs) He says they are like nothing you have seen on this world.
3: Oh, very helpful.
4: Great, Demogorgons. Um, (laughs) so tell us, chuckles.
3: What's your name? name? Yes, tell us your name
0: says that is not information that they are willing to reveal. Of
1: I'm gonna course. kill him. I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, I hate him. I hate him. Can we kill him then? Yeah can we either let's kill get him off the get out of here. Please, please. Do we
2: do we wanna leave or do we wanna fight?
0: He says you are very interesting to them. Very impressive. They have enjoyed watching.
2: That's wrong. <laughs> where do these where do these people live? He says below.
3: Why can you be they more specific
2: you? please? We also live below
3: Wait, if he just said he it, he nods,
0: like, he nods at that flick and he says, "Below it all." Okay.
3: If he said it's like something we've never seen before, then it's definitely not flicks people. So should we ignore what's going on right now and try to get
1: out, or? Well, what he said is it's something we've never seen before in this world. We haven't seen anyone on this world who looks like. Flix. But well, we've I seen each other, list, so yeah. All right, let's leave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kip was I'm like she it. had a thing, and then she was like, "Man, no.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not
4: liking this at all like I, 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 I don't feel like we can leave
2: Are they, uh, I, I we well I well, we we just want to do ask, do ask him are they here, are these people these things here to help us or hurt us
0: mm. He says "Um, they mean you no harm they watch for signs and they believe that the time approaches
4: Do they believe in enslavement
0: he looks confused <laughs> at the left field question, and then says, "No."
4: Okay, okay. Hey, listen. Some people meant, think oh, that you know what? Then, being a slave is, is a fine thing.
0: You, uh, you're not wrong. He <laughs> he sort of he takes in like that it was you, Bizdeer, that asked the question, and he goes, <laughs>
1: "Oh my god! Oh, um, now I really time, want to strangle him." The time for what approaches?
0: He says the time when it comes again. Oh,
1: I'm not sure. What is it?
0: What's that?
4: What is it?
0: He sort of shakes his head and says, they cannot tell. They cannot speak of it. But they... It's really useful.
1: They're not going to harm the kobolds, right?
0: He says, no, they mean no harm to those above.
1: Okay. So let's...
3: Yeah. Like, I really want to know, but like this is...
1: We got Oh, I have do. another question, and then we can decide if we want to go. Can ask him if we will see him or them or their messenger again.
0: He says, maybe, maybe not. If you prove yourselves interesting.
1: I think we can probably do that.
0: <laughs> I am damn <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely gives out another, <laughs> at that, kid.:
1: I feel like if we all just, like,
3: turn around and walk away, maybe he'll give us some good information. Like, he'll I tell us it. to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. He might and not. if he doesn't. But also, well, then we're going to be attacked by a bunch of kobolds, and then we die, and then mm-hmm. we don't get to- Or we haven't attacked We're kobolds. not going to
2: die from kobolds. Oh.
3: Because you're going to you're gonna take There's out the scale and threaten to, to snap it in
0: half. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Farn's <laughs> like, go ahead. And then you're like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it doesn't move. <laughs> It being a magical artifact, somehow I don't think that, you can, and you having a <laughs> the, strength of you eight. Can't just like
2: rip it in
3: half. If we find a basilisk thing, and maybe there's a basilisk underneath, and that's what we're ah, talking maybe that's about, then are. we could get rid of it. Yeah. There, the
2: an the
0: episode chamber. of references. All right, so what are y'all doing? I hate this. I'm literally I know at a you loss. Do.
2: I don't even know mm-hmm. what to do.
4: I feel like we should, if we're gonna leave, we need to tell Arx. Be like, you need to pass on the message that to Varn that something more important than us is happening.
1: And also to Hawks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Since you did leave her in charge.
4: Right. But also just to get Barn hopefully get their relationship to a point where it's not such a bad thing. Like, Oh, I see. If he hadn't tried to help us, we wouldn't know about Chuckles and this thing of them in the below, <laughs> which I'm still not convinced I, is a good thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. You kind of instruct Arix to report back. I guess that's the most. I, I, I don't know. Okay, it's the he's least we efficient can do thing to do.
4: Actually staying.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, he he agrees. He's he's beginning to get control of himself a little bit, and he's super confused and sort of freaked out. But yeah, yeah, he'll he'll let Hawks and Varn know.
3: So I'm gonna say. So we've got to go do a thing. <laughs> so is there anything else we need to know before we do that thing?
0: He says, "Oh, they know." He okay. says, "What did you ask? Is there anything else that?" We you need, need to, to know. Do. You need to know. He says, um, you shall know what you need to know oh my God,
2: I hate him so much.
0: in time.
3: Oh, bye, Great. Felicia.
2: Convenient. Okay. Um, let's go. I'm leaving. Yep. I'm going to just back away slowly and leave. Okay. Mm,
3: yeah, I mean. Same.
2: All right.
0: As, <laughs> I'm going to do as... one of these
4: guys like I'm fucking watching him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, he gives one more. <laughs> and backs up into the hole in the wall and begins to sort of as soon as he crosses the line of the wall it disappears the hole disappears
1: well at least we know now why we couldn't find him
0: (laughs) fair
2: okay alright so let's Um, get out of here
0: yeah so Dranks uh, definitely agrees with Flick and uh, uh, Varn sort of says okay and begins to lead you back towards Varn or Arx. Uh, the edge. I'm sorry, Arx. Um, <laughs> I was like,
1: oh no. Is on I was like and then Varn walks in. Right uh, speaking initiative. though of
0: <laughs> speaking though of Varn, uh, why don't you all give me one more stealth check all of you and I will roll for Arx and Fuck
1: Yeah. <laughs> Better than last time.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, let's start with Flick. A 6. <laughs> okay. Uh Bizdira 21 Great Briathos I crit Great Kit
4: 15 Okay good Um, Whenever Briathos starts dancing usually means it's a crit
0: yeah. RX has got a non-natural 20 and <laughs> Drank's got a four, uh, but that's okay. Cause that's right. again, nice. group check and uh, the majority of you guys pass. So you're able to get to the end of uh, the tunnels to get sort of to the exit. And you begin to sort of be able to hear once you get closer to the exit, like it's quiet, it's the middle of the night, right? But you begin to be able to hear uh, sort of, the footfalls of uh, a large-ish group of kobolds sort of heading your way, but you guys are a good ways ahead of them, and it doesn't seem like they've heard or noticed you all. Uh, so you manage to get out, and you're standing outside another one of the hidden entrances into the tunnels. And Aryx sort of takes a deep breath and waves to you all and says, "I, I will see you soon. I know."
3: I kiss him Uh-oh. on his little head.
0: Okay.
4: Um. So I actually have a question based on. <laughs> last week's episode and I was, okay. I was thinking about it during our time away from each other in our room do we sleep in like a big puppy pile do we have little like sleeping <laughs> mats around because what? he always comes in and wakes us all up in the same room like
0: <laughs> well i assumed i i had always envisioned that you all had sort of like a large barracks type chambers with with your own beds gotcha. um but that like as non kobolds, you all probably wouldn't want to be Separated from each other in the night.
3: I don't know, puppy pile though.
0: I mean, well, look, like, I, who I'm, am I to tell you no, how to sleep? No, I'm kind of like imagining Dira like pillows does, everywhere. Like, the little
3: like sh- when she's sleeping, she fights in her sleep. And her yeah. head twitches and her arms go.
4: So no one actually wants to sleep next to me because I end up punching them in the face. Yeah,
1: so the you, way guys you just can described... together and Flick and I will have our own cots the way yeah. you
0: guys. Uh, the the way that so Bizdeer ab- described the room, I'm just envisioning like an opium den in the middle of this. <laughs> like pillows and cushions. It's very strange. Um, Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah we I, I need think to so. leave. So Bria, you give him a little kiss on his head. Anybody else gonna say anything uh, or do anything before
2: uh, you all head off? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him, give him a-, a big old bear hug and pick him up. Aww. Oh, oh I he's was gonna. Do a- I'm do gonna join, group join in. Hug. <laughs>
1: group. Group, group hug. Group hug. Group hug.
0: Dranks is n- not gonna participate. He'll sort <laughs> of pat. He'll pat Arix on the back, sort of lightly. But it's sort of awkward because he has to sort of reach around all of you to get to Arx. So it's, it's it's just, like, there's nothing about it that is not awkward for Drax. So I,
4: when we split apart, Buzdira wants to go up and be like, you too, big guy, and give Drax a hug. Uh,
0: he's coming with He's us. like, I'm coming with you. Uh.
4: <laughs> like, yeah, I know, but I don't want you to feel left out.
0: All right. So Arx, I almost said Varn again, Rx closes the... Um, the hatch into the tunnels at this entrance and you all are off now again i think i remember but just tell me again where you are trying to head
2: we're trying to head to the temple where we originally uh began the story so okay where we were dropped wherever we you know when we were transported to this land so i guess we're yeah, going yeah, yeah.
3: back to the river and then from there i'm gonna survey the land to and hopefully... try and figure
2: out if anything looks familiar yeah
3: yeah right
0: Okay, great. And Dranks knows. He, well, he is. I mean, there's only one sort of major river in the area, and he's scouted out to it, so he sort of knows where it is. Why don't.
3: I've also been taking maps from that moment, like once I got our stuff. All oh, the way
0: yeah, to and you we spent were. some time, like, mapping the territory, too. Okay, great. So, Bria, um, make me. You guys can get to the edge of Cobalt territory, no problem, obviously. But go ahead and make me uh, a survival check. Uh, With whatever your cartography bonuses are that I put on your sheet. So
3: you said I get double proficiency in an area I have already mapped.
0: Yes. So you will get double proficiency, so you're going to get plus plus four. 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 Two survival. And then, no, that'll be your wisdom cartography. Oh, that's right, and we're using wisdom cartography, so yes, it is plus five total.
3: Okay. Oh, here we go again.
0: That's okay, Dranks is also going to help you because he knows the area.
3: It was a ten total
0: okay, oh my uh well <laughs> drank has got an eighteen total, so you all are able to the two of you working together are able to sort of chart a course towards uh towards the river without any without any real uh setbacks or mishaps anything that you're doing or talking about or dealing with uh along the way because it's a couple of days uh as i remember to from the river to or for, rather from cobalt h q to uh to the river.
4: I think just mainly trying to figure out what the hell happened back in that cavern with Chuckles, like. Chuckles, maybe, I really like that asking. name, and I'm
0: glad that you guys are using it now too.
4: Yeah, well, maybe like asking Dranks, like if he knows of any like kobold history of anything below or anything that happened in the past, stuff like that.
0: He has no idea. He has never heard about anything. He doesn't know what below. Like he thought. Like, one of you said, like, we are below. We, the right. Shimmer Scale tribe, is below. Like, I don't know what... He has no idea. He's very yeah. confused. Right. And he also, he's concerned about it, because, like, of course he doesn't like the idea of there being something living underneath the tunnels that nobody knows about. Right. But he, like, honestly, he's sort of like, you know, they haven't done anything yet, and they are more obvious and more pressing things that he's worried about, like the right. fact that the tribe is likely sort of fractured at the moment. He's right. super concerned. He agreed to go with you guys because he does think it's the right thing for him to do right now, but he's he's real concerned about what's happening back home. Um, he also asks you guys for sort of more of an explanation about what the fuck you're doing, why you... Like, he just wants more details than you gave in the council meeting about where you're going, why you're going there, and that sort of stuff. So how much do you guys tell him?
3: Can I, before we tell him that, I just want to make it clear that I at least want to be checking for traps and stuff as we're traveling.
2: Right. Sure, sure. Same. Do you want to take the lead then?
3: I mean, I'm not the most survivalist person in the whole world, but sure. I well,
2: I, I mean, I you're the one who knows again. where you're going. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Go in terms of checking for traps, we're looking at perception. So if you want, I mean, if you want to, if you want to meta game it and put whoever's got the highest passive perception in the front, I guess I'll allow it.
3: Mm. I'm 13. So That's I mean, actually well. probably the highest in the group. Yeah. All right, Kit.
0: You're 13 so as well. Is.
1: yeah, I also have
0: 13. Yeah, okay. Kit, so would you like it'll to be hold you two. In th- okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it'll
0: be you two right in the front. Um, Dranks will be right behind you because he, when you sort of ha- have a hard time remembering which way is up on your map, Dranks sort of helps you out. Thank you. Um, yes, you're you're very welcome. Um, <laughs> okay, so how much do you guys tell him
2: during this walk about why and what and who, what, where, when, why and how and all that? Well, I will tell him, I'll start by telling him as much detail about the prophecies that I received from the Shimmer Scale, Um, exactly, you know, the the bird cages and the birds being eaten and all that kind of stuff, as well as the more detailed prophecy of my siblings and the other Aasimar that we know nothing about, Um, and especially the fact that they have artifacts like the Shimmer Scale. That's very worrisome. Yeah, Totally. Um, he again, like
0: he he spends he, he has a hard time accepting that there are other things like the shimmer scale in the world, and so he spends a lot of time questioning you about it. And all the questions are sort of like uh, like, well, what color dragon did it come from, and what you know, just specific details. He just has a hard time, and so he tries to sort of deal with that by uh, asking lots of questions. I don't know,
2: mm. right? And of course, I mean that's understandable. You know, just a little bit less than we do. You know, It's we don't know that much more than you, and I think that's why we needed to go ahead and seek this out.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Let me have, uh, from you two ladies in front, since you all are, um, the two of you are sort of scouting while uh, Flick and Bizdira and Drank sort of have a conversation in the second and third ranks of this little marching order. So we have the two of you in the front. Go ahead and make me uh, perception checks, please. Oof. Uh, Bria, we'll start with you.
3: Thirteen.
0: Okie dokie. And Bizdira. Bizdira? Bizdira. I'm so Bizdira. sorry. And Kit. No, Kit. <laughs> uh, uh, that wasn't even close this time. Nope, I'm just oh. used to calling B and then B when I'm asking for rolls.
1: Right. Um, also thirteen.
0: Okay, great. Um, so, the two of you, uh, let's actually, Kit, you saw it, so go ahead and give me a nature check as well.
1: Okie dokie. Ah, that's a sixteen.
0: Okay, so you both spot a couple, like a little area of uh, the woods that you're trekking through where there are some really vibrant-looking plants and flowers, and that's sort of what catches your eye. There's a vine that's, creeping up one of the trees that sort of that you're heading towards and there's a flower a bright yellow beautiful flower sort of resembles an orchid almost uh with little splashes of purple in it that is sort of right in the center of this vine like oh i don't know maybe four or five feet up on the tree and then there is also a, uh, another sort of very colorful little flower um, that is absolutely enormous that you see. There are actually, uh, there's just one of them standing sort of on the opposite side of the path you guys are following. It's probably like six and a half, seven feet tall. It's enormous. And it's got three bright uh, flowers on it. A yellow, a red, and an, uh, and an orange. And they're sort of like trumpet-shaped so they have little bells on the end of them. And Kit, they look familiar, though you don't really remember too much about them other than there's something niggling in your brain that they're not perhaps flowers that you want to have hanging out in your home or that you want to get particularly close to. Let's and pick them Let's pick them and put them in our hair. Pretty
2: flowers.
0: We'll be so pretty. Granny might like a small
2: bouquet. (laughs) There it is. There it is. There's another one.
0: And in that moment, you hear sort of on either side of the path, you hear something shuffling. And you turn and you look and you see what you initially think are on either side of snowmen in the middle of not winter. <laughs> um, you see two of these things on either side of the path, and initially you think that it's an. There are two orcs and two kobolds, like an orc and a kobold on your left and an orc and a kobold on your right, and you. Th- like, that's weird. And in the half second that it takes your brain to sort of re- register how weird that pairing is, you realize that there's something not right about them. And you just catch a glimpse of what looks like a similar vine to the one that you saw on the tree growing out of the four creatures' heads. And we are going to roll initiative.
3: Oh, dear. <laughs> After you say roll initiative, you always like lean back so contentedly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you are talking about.
3: Like my plans are coming together. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) All right. So Bizdear, what'd you get? Twelve. Okay, Bria.
3: Twelve as well.
0: Okay. Which of you wants to go first?
3: I would assume it's me, just because I'm in front, even though I don't want to. Yeah. Kit. (laughs)
1: Thirteen.
2: All right, and I don't flick like that. a twenty-one. Oh my! Yes. All right, somebody's ready for action an initiative roll.
0: <laughs> good use. I good mean, use. you know, a crit is always exciting. So Dranks got, got a. That's not true. This was not exciting. <laughs> You're not wrong. Dranks got a four. Oh, I was about to roll for Arx, <laughs> but Arx <laughs> is not with you. Yeah. Okay, and then beastie number one got a a two and beastie number two got an 11 and beastie number three got a where's my number oh that's nice uh he got a 14
3: can uh-huh. i just say i'm really excited to fight something I was that's so start. funny i have no I have doubt that you are that's so it's funny because i was like yeah i want to fight but also like let's keep going like let's just like <laughs> walk past <laughs>
0: these guys. So, just to recap... what re- Just to recap what you see. About 40 feet down the path, just uh, in front of you guys, just off the path, to the left is the vine that's creeping up the tree with the bright yellow and purple flower. To the right are the three yellow, red, and orange flowers on the, like, six and a half, seven foot tall plant. Then... To your right and left, off the path, about 25-30 feet. Uh, on your left, there's a kobold and an orc, and on your right, there's a kobold and an orc. And all of the, all four of those creatures have vines coming out of them. So, Flick, you are up first.
2: Um, I am going to Sacred Flame. The okay. Orc cola creature on my uh-huh. to directly to my right.
0: Okay. So to your right, you're going to go for the orc. Yes. The strange planty orc. Okay, so it is going to make a dexterity save. (laughs) That is a natural one, so it lances the divine fire of Denier lances right down onto its head.
2: Three, four, that is a two damage, a whopping two.
0: Excellent. He sort of chuckles. No, he absolutely does not. Alright, next, it is beastie number one and beastie number one is biding its time, so Kit, we are up to you.
1: Great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to cast Entangle on the pair. Okay. On um on the left, the one that hasn't been uh hit yet.
0: Okay, so you're going to throw an Entangle and I think they need yeah. to make strength saving throws, is that correct?
1: They must indeed succeed on a strength saving throw.
0: All right. So the orc creature is a has a 16 saving throw. Does that make it? I think so. Yeah, he's and fine. the kobold creature gets a 9.
1: That does not make it.
0: All right, so vines explode out of the ground and wrap around both of those creatures. The orc manages to sort of snap through them and break away, but the little kobold creature is uh, entangled and ensnared by Kit's vines. Anything else, Kit?
1: Um. No, they're all pretty far away right now, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's it for now.
0: Okay, so, uh, Bria, you're up next.
3: So I'm going to do my radiant soul, which means that my eyes clear and my wings come Mm -hmm. from my back and I start flying.
0: Okay, so wait, wait a minute. Now, this is the first time we've done this, so we don't want to just roll over it. So, Bria reaches inside of her to the inner light that she has just recently, as she hit third level, found. And describe it for me, my dear.
3: No, you, you'll be better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, each of you can manifest these differently. So if if Kit and uh, Bizdira, when you guys manifest your third level Azamar's abilities, if you would like to describe them differently, that is totally up to you. But when Bria does it, she sort of, she closes her eyes for just a moment, and then she opens them and they sort of flare uh, with this beautiful sort of silvery light and shimmering very, very sort of subtly into view at first are these two spectral sort of angel wings, and uh, do you take flight?
3: Yeah, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I assumed, but I, you know, didn't want to assume. So, okay, so you take flight. How, how high up do you fly?
3: All 30 feet.
0: Okay, so she just goes straight up into the air, 30 feet. I love it.
3: <laughs> and I'm a little bit scared, because it's the first time I've Oh yeah, this. she, like, you know.
0: hear this, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> as, she goes, as she goes up, and it's sort of great. Okay,
3: Okay. Right? So, so that's an
0: action or a bonus action to do?
3: That is a bonus. Okay, great. Um, And then I am going to cast Magic Missile.
0: Oh, okay. So we're using all the new things.
3: Yeah. Um. So I'm going to cast it at the plants, the actual plants.
0: You're going to cast it at the plants themselves. Okay. Yeah. So two, you get three bolts total. Tell me where each of them is going. So
3: two are going to go to the one with the three... Bulbs. Okay. And then one is gonna go to the other one.
0: Okay, great. So roll those up for me.
3: So the two is six total. Okay. And the one is two total. And then it Radiant Soul is one time per turn, deal radiant damage to one target when I hit. So uh-huh. then and that damage is a three, so I'll do that on the the one that I only hit with one.
0: Okay, so the one that you only hit with one, so an additional three radiant damage. Okay, so what we see is a lot just happened. Bria shimmered into effect these uh, beautiful... Angel wings and her eyes are sort of glowing silver. She shot up 30 feet into the air, threw out her hand. Three bolts of bluish arcane energy flew out of her hand. Two of them went straight for the, the three-petaled or the three-flowered plant and sunk directly into it. The third one was sort of limned with a little extra sort of silver electricity almost around it, and that uh, flew right into the yellow flower. All right. That Crazy. Was quite a turn. <laughs> Bizdira, you are up next.
4: Dears is a little jealous about the wings, but <laughs>
0: um,
4: so the guys on the right have been attacked. The flowers have been attacked, right?
0: Yes, and only one of the guys on the right—only the orc on the right—was attacked. The cobalt has been left alone.
4: Um, one problem with being a melee fighter. Okay, um, I'm going to uh, throw out a radiant sunbolt to the orc on the left
0: to the orc on the left so this is the one that broke free of kit's entanglement alright yes go ahead that's
4: a 15
0: 15 does in fact hit so uh bizdira also throws out her hand and a different bolt of radiant energy flies out of it into the orc creature and three damage three damage damage. um and you did add your modifier to that right
4: uh yeah okay great (laughs) and can i they're 20 feet away
0: they are 25 to 30, but it's also, they're sort of in the woods, so it'll be difficult terrain to get over to them.
4: Mm-hmm. Damn it, I guess I'll leave it at that, because I can't do another Radiant Sunbolt without using a key point, point, right?
0: Yes, you are correct.
4: So I can only you have do to You point? have to
0: use a key point, right? You could use, you could throw a punch or a kick as a bonus action, but if right. you want to do another Radiant Sunbolt, you would have to use a key point and do two of them.
4: Right. Yeah, I'm not necessarily certain I want to get it up close and personal with these guys yet.
0: Can't imagine why not. Hmm.
4: Mm.
0: Mm. All right. So, so anything else then, Bizdira? No. Okay. Uh, the orc that is entangled by Kit's uh, vines is going to try and break free with, the, I'm sorry, not the orc, the kobold, uh, with a saving throw of 17. Um,
1: I'm pretty sure that works. <laughs> yes, I
0: believe it does.
1: Um, yeah, because it's the attack is uh, 13.
0: Okay, so it uses its action to break free, but that takes up its action for the turn, uh, and it is going to slowly sort of make its way towards you guys, but difficult terrain, and it doesn't look like the fastest thing in the world, so uh, it hasn't gotten to you yet and does not attack. The other creatures also all sort of move in. So now all four of those uh, creatures on the side of the road have moved in about 10 feet or so towards you guys, so they're only 15 or 20 feet away now. And you know what? Actually, I lied. They're going to dash as well. So the kobold that had to break free is 15 to 20 feet away. The other three are 5 to 10 feet away from the edge of the road, but not close enough to attack. Dranks is up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he sort of looks around and sort of chuckles and says, well, I knew it wouldn't be dull to travel with you all. And he uh, pulls out his short bow since they haven't actually uh, come up to him yet, and he's gonna fire his short bow at the same orc that flick sacred flamed. So he fires. Oops, he fires that short bow. Oh, stay on the table, die. There we go. And he hits, and you can, you guys can see as he fires the bow. There's a little bit of sort of something glistening and gleaming on the end of his arrow, on the tip of his arrow.
1: Nice. (laughs) So,
0: yeah. So he hits that, ooh, he hits that orc for nine piercing damage. Nice. So the orc, uh, all right, needs to make a constitution saving throw, but he makes his save. Okay. But he takes a good bit of damage from that arrow from Dranks. Oh. And Dranks can fire again, so Dranks fires a second arrow. Hashtag Team Dranks. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but this one, but this one, unfortunately, misses. So that was Dranks' turn. Team
3: All right.
0: <laughs> oh wow, such fair weather friends. Yes. Nasty, nasty. All right. So that is that. Other beastie is biding its time. So we are back up to the
2: top of the round. Round two. Flick, you are up. Okay, I think I'm going to. Back up twenty feet since I saw them get closer. I'm gonna back up about okay. Mm, uh, let's say fifteen feet. Okay, and I'm actually gonna back cast... up like back away on the path. You mean like yeah, walk like backwards actually, on the path? Yes, like Great. walk okay. backwards or run run yep. backwards? Gotcha. Question mark Sure. Um, and I'm going to cast scorching ray. Nice. Um, oh, which is uh, new for me personally. It sure is. <laughs> and um, I'm gonna I get three bolts of fire, and I'm gonna go one to the cobalt creature one to the orc creature and one to the one with the three bulbs okay so basically all of the
0: creatures that are sort of to the right of you guys the same side that you attacked last time uh yes okay so go ahead and make uh yeah i think you have to make a separate attack roll for each of those Uh, rays i believe that's true
2: great uh this one is to the cobalt okay uh, that's a 13 to hit. That does hit. Okay. And then I, this is to the orc. Okay. That is also a 13 to hit. That will also hit. And now to the three flowers. And that's an 18 to hit. Nice. That, I believe, does hit. Yes, And it they does. each get 2d6 fire damage.
0: Yes, and you'll want to roll those separately. The first uh, roll one each is, ray, I mean.
2: Yeah. The first one okay. is... This is to the kobold. Seven. Okay. Nicely done. To the orc. Uh, the <laughs> second one is also seven. They're twins. Okay, I love it. And the one to the three flowers? Nine. All right. All right, so Flick sort of calls
0: to Denier. Is this a uh, This is, is this a, a domain spell? Yeah, this is a domain spell. Okay, so he sort of calls to Denier to uh, assist him and fires these three scorching rays of fire out toward the three enemies. All right, <clears throat> Kit, it is your turn. Okay,
1: um... So, so they're still, like, they're still more than 20 feet away from us? True?
0: False? The the plants that you are wary of getting, of uh, that you are wary of, but that haven't actually done anything yet, are about 40 feet down the path. Okay. The creatures on the side of the road are much closer now. Okay. Three of them are, like, within 10 feet of you guys. Okay. The other one is more like 20 feet away. The okay. one that was entangled. Okay.
1: Um, Okay. I am going to use the Ice Knife on the, um, of the, are both of the pairs within five feet of each other, or is only the one that Flick just attacked within five feet of each other?
0: Only the pair on the right side is within five feet, because since you entangled the kobold on the left, right. he's behind the, the work.
1: Great, so I'm gonna attack the pair that's within five feet of each other with Ice Knife.
0: Okay, now you're gonna target one of them and the other one will get yeah. some splash damage, I believe, so which one are you directly targeting?
1: Um, I'll target the one it's the cobalt on that side hit that has been less attacked, true.
0: Correct, correct.
1: Hmm. Alright, let's yeah, let's target that one, the cobalt. On okay, the right. so
0: you're gonna target the cobalt. Alright, do it. It's
1: a fifteen to hit.
0: That absolutely hits. So a little fire and ice action. Flick fires off scorching rays, and Kit right behind him flings this dagger of solid, sharp ice, gleaming ice, towards the kobold and hits four? Uh, for
1: for one d10, which so let's uh-huh. see, uh, four piercing damage.
0: Okay, for four piercing, and then as it hits the kobold, what happens, Flick? Uh- uh, Kit. <laughs>
1: As it hits the cobalt it also explodes, so anything within yeah. uh, within five feet of it must succeed on a deck saving throw, or it has to take two D six cold damage.
0: And I believe it also has to do it, right? The cobalt also has to yes, do the target and each creature within and five feet. Anything
1: within five feet.
0: All right, oh, nice. so the kobold gets a 12, which I believe fails. It does indeed And fail. the orc gets a 10, which also fails. So both of them take 2d6 cold damage. Great.
1: Nice. Pretty sweet spell. All right, and that's six damage.
0: Okay, so they each take another six. Okay, they're starting to look kind of fucked up. They've also both been burned and frozen. Mm-hmm. They don't know what the hell's <laughs> happening. <laughs>
4: Like some of it's relieving, some of it's just hurts.
0: I love the, one of the components for that spell is either a drop of water or a piece of ice. So I imagine that uh, Kit, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine you sort of reached to your water skin and like poured some in your hand and flung it, just like flung drops of water at them and they coalesced into an ice knife on the way. Cool. Okay. All right. So that was Kit. Bria, you're up.
3: How are? Am I the only person who's hit the little plant so far at the front?
0: No, uh, Flick used his scorching way, his 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 scorching way, his scorching ray to hit uh, the other plant. It was uh, to hit the the three plant.
3: So for that one, the triflower, the triflower. Yeah. Okay. For that one, I'm gonna do magic missile all three on that
0: one. Woo! Okay. I feel like I mean Kit did say that she was sort of nervous about them but i do feel like your friends are sort of watching you fly <laughs> and like attack plants that have been completely stationary have not attacked anything or anyone i like, am
3: my belief is that these guys are controlling the rest of them because they have the plant heads and so okay. i'm hoping that if i kill it's one just of very these, funny it's fine
0: okay all right all right so you magic missile the triflower.
3: You thank you so much um 15 total including the radiant damage
2: nice
0: nicely done okay so that these three again three bolts of bluish arcane energy one of which is limbed with silver electricity slam into that triflower and it just sort of bursts uh, into a little bit of like silver flame uh and collapses in on itself as so it is no do more as the
3: orcs and kobolds on the side.
0: Inco- incorrect damn
3: it.
4: <laughs>
0: dira your turn well
4: now we know, <laughs> know. dira you're up um okay so she's going to uh fire radiant sun bolt to the guy that's entangled
0: okay uh well he was he's not entangled anymore but yes uh, to but that kobold that was entangled yep distance, yeah. yep
4: does a 10 hit?
0: It does, in fact.
4: <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and that's going to be, ooh, for six damage.
0: Okay, nicely done.
4: And then she's going to go up to the one on the left that's closer. And okay,
0: the orc that has gotten closer. Yep, and you can yeah. definitely make it to him.
4: And punch him in the face. Nice.
0: <laughs> okay.
4: For a 22 to hit?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a five damage.
0: Okay, not a bad hit. Not a bad hit. All right, then it is their turn. So that orc creature, and you can see now that like this vine actually, it's it's growing from its head, but it's attached in several other places on its body, and you can see like a little yellow bulb is starting to form where the vine attaches to its head. So anyway, it's going to try and slam you. Uh, <laughs> it gets a twenty-one to hit you. Sure. All right. And it does five bludgeoning damage to you. Great. The other ones that are on the side of the road, on the right side, that have been beat up pretty bad, one of them is they're going to finally sort of make it to road. The path is about as much as we can call it. But they're both going to make it to the path. One of them is going to go after Kit, and one of them is going to... Oh, I guess they both have to go after Kit, because Flick backed up and Bria's flying, so... (sighs)
3: Join me, Kit. Join me up here.
0: <laughs> uh, so, Kit, one of them is a 19 to hit. Um, yeah, that, that does it. And the, other, the other's an 11 to hit.
1: That does not.
0: Okay, so the kobold, uh, they both sort of swing at you. The kobold connects. Oh, and it's surprisingly strong, and it does nine bludgeoning damage but, to you.
1: Jesus.
0: Awesome. Um, surprisingly strong it. for a little kobold. All right. Oh, I guess... Well, let's say the orc went after Dranks and missed. <laughs> and now it is Dranx's turn, so he's going to toss his bow to the ground, and he is just going to pull out his short sword and go to town on the orc that has... The orc creature that is that has approached him. He takes a couple of swings, uh, and they both connect this time. Doing a total of eleven piercing damage. His his uh what you call? His sword does not seem to be similarly gleaming. Uh, but he got a, a pretty solid couple of hits in. Okay. And let me have a perception check from Bria and Flick. Uh Bria. Twelve. Okay, and Flick.
2: I crit.
3: Nice.
0: Nice. Okay. Uh, and Bria, you didn't use passive, right? No, because it would have been 13. Yeah. Okay, great. So, Flick, you notice the strangest thing, and you only sort of notice it because you were looking in that direction anyway, since you hit the the triflower thingy with your Scorching Ray. You notice that the vine that's wrapped around the tree to the left seems to be in a different position than you noticed earlier. And it's sort of, it looks like it's sort of beginning to slither down the tree and get a little closer to you guys. But, like, only very slightly. Like, you, you really have to sort of look twice to see if that's really happening.
3: Isn't that the one that I killed?
0: No, you killed the triflower one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it does seem to have moved and is slowly approaching you all. And that is where we are going to end it for this week. No, I literally... (laughs) Damn it. Sorry. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out if the whole party gets turned into plant zombies. That's my plan. And then I'll just take over all of you and you'll have to make new characters. Great. If you enjoyed your listening (laughs) experience... It would be hunky-dory if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts from. The more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on those sites, and the better our placement, the more people will listen. Um, I want to let you all know, listeners, that if you have reviewed us in the last uh, couple of months, actually, and we have not read your review out on air, shoot us a tweet or an email at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com and let us know. We think there might have been a little bit of a problem getting some of those reviews up. On the site, and we want to make sure that we acknowledge all of you uh, for what you've done for us. So we appreciate it. That said, we have gotten one new review this week from a friend of the show in the United Kingdom. Max LTJ says, "A fantastic show. The Last Refuge is a fantastic show." <laughs> I don't say that lightly. I make podcasts for a living with an actual play RPG show among them, and I know how difficult it is to balance a moving plot with quieter character moments and funny scenes with emotional resonance. DM Jazzy Hands is clearly an excellent writer. Aw, well, I do have help. But he's also not afraid to improvise along with the player character's tangents. God knows. (laughs) The players themselves are funny... The players themselves are funny, warm, and have a great sense of the dramatic possibilities of the scenarios. I can't recommend The Last Refuge enough. It's a consistently funny. It's consistently funny. The story is unique, and they manage to do this, releasing episodes every week. Yes, we do. Please check it out. You won't regret it. Thank you so much, Max LTJ. Um, I know you and I have chatted a few times on Twitter, and I cannot thank you enough for all your support and your kind words. Remember that you can reach out to us on Twitter at @dndlastrefuge. DND Last That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Or you can email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. We also have a website with character and player bios and some other cool stuff. That address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank my story consultant, Robert Hupf, and all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have...
3: Who's Kit! Bria!
0: And Flick! Happy gaming, y'all!
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It always happens.